InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Today's world is filled with problems. Many are complex and hard to solve. What's the best way to change things for the better in our communities? Our next guest says it takes citizen-powered change, and we welcome Quint Studer to InfoTrack. Quint is the author of Building a Vibrant Community, How Citizen-Powered Change is Reshaping America. Before we get to some of the ways that you suggest uh, for becoming a more engaged citizen, it seems like there are always a few people who are very involved, but your mission is to get more and more citizens involved. What led you to this agenda for citizen-powered change? Failure. Trying to sometimes move projects through or have ideas, and you think that everybody is behind you, you have more support than you do, and it seems like it just doesn't happen. Now, I will say, if you're trying to stop something, it's easier to get citizens engaged to stop something many times. But it's hard to sometimes get citizens engaged to move things forward. And part of getting people engaged is for them to actually feel that they can have an impact. And we should add that you are the founder of the Pensacola, Florida Studer Community Institute. Now, you have a number of ways you suggest to become a more engaged citizen, and we don't have time to touch on all 30 here, but I'm wondering if you could just walk us through several of these that you think are really important. One of them is really creating that fact-based objective dashboard to have the data in front of you. For example, when we looked at high school graduation rates not being where we wanted, we also noticed we had less kids ready for kindergarten than we wanted. Well, that led to research now that every child now that's born in one of our hospitals, the mom gets a 20-minute tutorial on how to build their child's brain. That's a long-term strategy, but we would not have been gotten there if we wouldn't have the dashboard. The second thing that we've done for 11 years now is we use the Mason-Dixon polling company to really look at what does the community really think, and then we use other polling, because I sort of got tired of people showing up and saying, everybody feels this way, or the community feels this way, or even certain elected officials saying, here's how my constituency feels. Well, let's find out. So we do a lot of fact-based research with this quality of life survey, which helps us know, really, are we moving in the right direction? Do young people want to stay here? So we really looked at how do you build the civic IQ? And that's really where I think we've had a huge win. So what we've done is we basically, about once every month, we find somebody, a lot of many times an outside expert, we bring them in, and they talk about a key community thing like walkability. How do you create walkability in a community? How do you create private-public partnerships? How do you create safety in your streets? Or how do you handle parking? And what we have found is that first when we started this, I was wondering, is anybody really going to show up for one of these things? We have been amazed at the fact that we're a community of 55,000. We'll have over 200 people show up at every event. But then we have over 5,000 watch them on live stream. And we're raising the civic IQ. When you raise the civic IQ, all of a sudden things start happening because you have a community that asks the right questions to elected leaders. They're more supportive of elected leaders when all of a sudden somebody says, we want to go from four lanes down to two lanes, give the street a diet. Instead of people going crazy, it's going to slow down traffic. They say, ah, that makes a lot of sense because it's going to be safer and it's going to help our retail establishments. We're talking with Quint Studer, author of Building a Vibrant Community, How Citizen-Powered Change is Reshaping America. 
Quint, I may be dating myself here, but you mentioned community banks. It reminded me of the movie It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart, where he runs a bank, and then, of course, then he is not there to run the bank, and it makes the whole community very different. In this era of mega stores coming in and wiping out little retail shops, is that still possible to have a vibrant local ownership of stores and banks and so on? Probably not banks, but yes, stores. And I think the other thing is you've got to create ways to support your local businesses without just saying shop local. One of the things we've done is we've been very aggressive in providing training for small businesses. Because a small business owner has a rough time getting out of work, and they're not going to pay a 1000 bucks to fly to somewhere for a two-day conference. So we've really built in what I call skill building with leaders. So you're not a small business because 80% of new business won't make it a year. And the reason is not because they don't have passion or a good idea because they've never run something. But yeah, you can. And that's actually what we're seeing. What we're trying to do truly for significant small and mid-market communities is reverse the migration of talent to big cities. The big cities, whether it's, you know, Dallas or Houston and Texas or Chicago or New York, They attract young talent who maybe goes to college there, gets an internship there, wants to stay there. But we're finding for the first time there's a little bit of a reverse migration that some of that group says, okay, it's been fun, but I wouldn't mind getting back to my hometown. I wouldn't get back to a smaller community. But they don't want to go back to a community that isn't as vibrant and doesn't have some of the things of a big city. So it's very possible, but you've got to be very specific about what you're trying to do. And, you know, when we got into creating a vibrant downtown, the goal wasn't to create a vibrant downtown. That was a tactic. The goal was to keep our talent home. Whoever can keep their talent home, recruit their talent back and get some new talent really with. So, yeah, it is possible, and I think there's a lot of ways to do that. And particularly if you have to have that downtown that sort of speaks to people. One of the things on your list of ways to uh, become more engaged is a very simple thing, which is to attend community events, street festivals, rallies, fundraisers. I think you say get engaged, people think you're going to be going to stand in a room in City Hall, but just showing up for something that's happening that may be fun is also a way to do it, right? That's really one of the first steps, and I think that's what people miss. You know, people are trying to track small businesses downtown or anywhere. Why would I go? There's nobody there. I think the key is to program your community. We were just recently in Palatka, Florida, which is a community of five, 6,000 people, and we basically said, if there's one staff person you should hire, it's somebody that wakes up every day thinking, how do I create fun in this community? So how do I create events? In Pensacola, we sort of got lucky. There was something called Gallery Night, and all of a sudden, people started showing up and, you know, hear a band and to look in stores. The stores stay open late. Well, now we do those once a month and they draw anywhere from ten to 15,000 people versus maybe the 800 to 1,000 to start. But that's what creates that synergy, that neighborhood, because people are desperate today to feel that sense of neighborhood, to feel that, that synergy, you know. And even if they don't talk, you know, I love... You ever going into a new coffee shop, it's got a long table and there's 10 people sitting at it. They might not be talking, but they still like that energy and that feeling of being together. So I think you hit a bullseye when you say you just can't wait for a park or a community to be programmed. You have to plan programs. You talk about volunteering, and there are obviously many ways to volunteer. Can you suggest to our listeners some ways to do that in a local community? 
Yeah, well, I think you look at something you truly believe in. We're just always amazed, but we've been doing all this small business workshops, and then we did this three-day conference on small businesses. We asked for volunteers. We had people come out of the woodwork. So I think you have a whole list, but what people are afraid about when they volunteer is how long a commitment is it, do I have to show up every time? But you really want to just give people a variety of ways to get involved, to be part of something, without tying them into long-term or so on. Or, of course, there's the typical volunteerism we find with many of the not-for-profits in the community. Well, the book is Building a Vibrant Community, How Citizen-Powered Change is Reshaping America, and you can be part of the change. All you have to do is get involved. Quinn, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.